So the minute I was in Toronto, I knew that I had to find my community, right? Like I had to find friends and I had to find people who was going through the same things that I was going through, like with motherhood and everything. You're listening to Create Community, and I'm your host, Marsha Drucker. On this podcast, we're exploring the human side of community. I'm chatting with some amazing community builders to define what community truly means. Joining me today is Mar Reyes. Mar is the founder of Let Go Moms, a community that supports and empowers moms through liberating and fun dance workouts. Before moving to Toronto, Mar lived in Mexico City and ran an amazing chapter of Creative Mornings, which is a global breakfast lecture series and community for creatives. In this episode, Mar and I chat about building her communities, becoming a mom, and starting from scratch in a new city. Let's jump right into it. Mar, thank you so much for joining me today on the Create Community podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you, Marsha, my favorite neighbor. Oh, so we have um, such an amazing story of how we met. It was so serendipitous. Um, so this was about two summers ago. I was going out to a Creative Mornings event, a community that I really love here in Toronto and all over the world. And I was wearing a dress and was uh, looking forward to just going there. And then last minute, I had a change of heart. And I was like, you know, maybe I should wear my Fuck Up Nights t-shirt just so I can represent my brand, maybe make a pitch on stage. And that little decision, I think, had led me to actually meeting you at that event. Because as soon as I entered in, Mar, you ran up to me. You were like five months pregnant at the time. Um, and you were like, oh, my God, I know Fuck Up Nights. I know the founder from Mexico. And I just moved here from Toronto. And we just instantly started chatting and found so much common ground. And then like a week later, you invited me to a barbecue in your building, which turned out to be my building as well. So it turned out that we were neighbors as well. And I'm so glad that we met that way and we kept in touch. I know, I know. I'm so glad as well. And it was kind of nerdy too, because I was wearing my Creative Mornings teacher too. <laughs> On that morning, I decided to wear it because it was one of my first events here. Yeah, you like have to represent your community exactly. for sure. And we have the picture for the future with our shirts on when we met. So you're somebody who's been a community builder for a while, but I think everybody has such a unique journey of how they actually get to be who they are. So Mar, what was your upbringing and childhood like growing up in Mexico? Yeah. I am from Mexico and I have been here in Toronto for uh, almost two years now. And I was raised in a pretty small town, actually. And then I moved to Monterrey, which is um, uh, the city where I went to university. And after that, Mexico City and then here. It was pretty great. I really loved growing up in a small town because, I don't know, makes you humble. And I don't know, I just loved it. I actually went to Halifax to live for a while in Vancouver as well. I didn't With, know that. Yeah, That's yeah, so yeah. awesome. To, to just to learn English. Yeah. And it was so much fun and I really fell in love with Canada. So when you went to go study in Canada, but then also when you were studying in Mexico, what was it that you were specializing in and studying? Uh, well, I went to uh, graphic design and also I have taken a bunch of other short courses afterwards in New York and London as well. And you know what? I think the picking the career that you're going to uh, choose for your life is one of the biggest decisions after who you're marrying, <laughs> yeah. who, who you're marrying to. But because when I went to school, my dad was like, no, no, don't go there. Don't go to graphic design. You're not going to earn any money being in a, like an 
artist or whatever. And I was like, no, please give me a chance. I'm yeah. going to try it out. It's your and passion, then, yeah. Yeah. I, I, like, I did great in the first year, so I stayed. And I'm really grateful for the career I took because it's had a lot of freedom, like yeah. working from wherever I want. Absolutely. Like I don't have to go to like a corporate exactly. <laughs> work. Yeah. And so I really, really. Did you always like when you started your career, have you um, have you ever worked within a company or did you start your business? Yes, right away? No, I worked with uh, two companies at the very beginning, but I, I quit it quite soon and started my own yeah. uh, brand studio i just love the entrepreneur life <laughs> for sure the, especially this. like growing up in that environment and seeing your parents as entrepreneurs i'm sure that sort of influenced you as well and that's sort of the life that you knew yeah. and your husband as well as, as an entrepreneur so exactly. it's, it's really cool it's kind of that's been your lifestyle yeah that's amazing so You've built such an incredible community while you were in Mexico. Tell us a little bit more about Creative Mornings and what was your inspiration for starting it? So when I was in, in um, college, I started to go to a lot of courses and like uh, big conferences abroad. And, and that's where I found out about Creative Mornings. And I started to go as well uh, to some of the chapters. And I was like, oh, my God, I cannot believe this is not going on in Mexico. Right. It was happening in two other cities, but not Mexico City. Yeah. And I was about to move there. So I was like, this is a perfect time. I just have to apply and let's see if if I can make it happen. And, and I did. I had the most amazing team from the very beginning. It's all volunteer work. I ran it for three years and it's still going on. That's today. amazing. Yeah. So just to kind of rewind back a little bit, what is Creative Mornings for exactly. somebody that, that might not know? Yeah, so Creative Mornings, it's actually a worldwide community. It's in like more than 200 cities now. And it's one conference each month in early morning. It's 8.30 a.m one Friday a month, and they have a certain theme every month. So, for example, um, this month, uh, the theme is Roots. So you can have a scientist or a musician to talk about his roots or something about botanics or like, you know. Yeah, like, it's so cool. It doesn't matter. Like a lot of industries give the a different perspective to one theme globally. So uh, everything is free like the for the attendees and everything is volunteered it's really really amazing this community. I've been part of the community myself for a while. So I actually went to my first creative mornings when I was living in Tel Aviv. That's also where I went to my first fuck up night as well. So I got to experience both while I was there. And then I came back to Toronto and I joined the creative mornings community here and then had a really similar experience as you did with fuck up nights where I saw it in a different city and it was not in Toronto yet. And I kind of decided to take that on myself. And I can like, I can definitely appreciate what you went through it like you really have to kind of like instill that confidence in yourself and decide mm -hmm. that like I'm going to be the person to try this and you don't know how it's going to go it could either really resonate or it might end up failing but you had an incredible experience with it and you you really grew it to I think one of the most special chapters in the world so what were kind of the first steps that you took to make it happen you mentioned that you had a team did you build that team from day one or like what were the initial things that you did to bring that community to life yeah yeah yeah, I think uh, for the for the application, you have to make a video and you have to gather a team and yeah. have your people like all set up. And yeah, I started to reach out to whoever I thought it was great for for the team. And and of course, a lot of people has uh, come and go, but for sure, the, yeah. the core team was always super uh, generous. It's just 
a lot of love. Like yeah. really creating mornings is just love. And what I realized is like I never organized an event before. Yeah. And I think we have talked about this. Same here. Yeah. Before fuck up nights, I've never yeah, done right. anything like it. Like, you just what like am I doing? Yeah, yeah. You have to learn as you go. Exactly. And then uh, it turned out really well. Like the Mexico City chapter is a lot of um, very dynamic. Like we do uh, the event in a different venue every month and we have different food every month. We have uh, we've done um, events in like cinemas or like big auditoriums. I think it's also like uh, because of the vibe of the city. I don't know. It's just like a lot of culture there. Like yeah. The people is very eager to go to these events. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I've like I traveled through Mexico City last year and I feel like I got a pretty good taste of it. I was there for almost a week and it's such a dynamic and vibrant city. And I love that you did that with the venues because that's definitely a big feat to kind of pick a different venue each time. Like each time you're almost starting from scratch and you're working with a new contact and you have to figure out all the venue requirements. So it's not an easy thing to do, but I'm sure that definitely delighted the audience and the community of people that you've had. That's something like with fuck up nights I do sort of have a stable venue that I use every month but Mm -hmm. then for special events and for special um, industry themes that's an opportunity for me to kind of move it to different venues along with our anniversary events and we have a Mm -hmm. lot of fun with them and then our next one that's coming up we have a whole sort of Mexican theme to it because that's the origins (laughs) of it so it's a lot of fun and I like I really admire that you were able to do that every single month on top of finding a speaker and getting the team all excited so that's really incredible and that's what I admire of you too because you have three speakers every time so that's that's hard part like a lot of people cancel last yeah. minute or you know crisis <laughs> for sure I think yeah with an event like especially with a speaker event the speaker kind of makes or breaks it in mm. a lot of ways like you can have everything else so great like the venue the food but if the content isn't on yeah, point definitely. but I think you need both or you need all of those elements to make something truly special where people are going to remember it yeah. and come back month after month the whole experience and also, of course, the networking. Uh, For right. sure. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but also that's what I like about the Toronto chapter. That is like, it's it's a steady venue, but the speakers are really, really high quality. Yeah. Like They've the content phenomenal. is great. Yeah. And the, there's even larger audience than in Mexico City. Here they have like 300. Yeah, it's really yeah. big here. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a really incredible community. And I've met so many people there, <laughs> including yourself. So when you were growing Creative Mornings, what were some of the challenges that you faced and how do you feel you learned from those challenges and grew as a community builder and also grew your community? Being the head of big community like Creative Mornings is uh, very time consuming, of course, and especially in Creative Mornings that all of the work is volunteer. Yeah. So it's hard to <laughs> manage your time to be able to organize an event every month, right? Like finding a speaker and also like working out with the team that is also volunteered. You have to really keep them motivated. And that's been a hard, uh, I think that was the hardest part because it's hard to to keep the team like super pumped when they are just like getting like emotional reward, right? Like from every event. So that was a challenging part. We had a lot of people going and coming, but I think that the core team stayed and is the one that is making the events happening until now which is great I'm super proud of them and also yeah just like 
finding the speakers and and changing the venues was <laughs> a lot of work. Yeah. And there's always crisis. Like you have to know, like every event, something is going to happen, but sure, you have right. to be <laughs> okay with it and just like go yeah. with it. Yeah. I feel like I'm still learning that. I feel like, especially on the day of the event, there's so many things that need to kind of happen. And there's always like somebody from the team gets sick. Um, sometimes a speaker mm -hmm. drops out, which is not a fun experience at all. And then like all the vendors kind of have to come in at the right time and There's so many things up in the air as a community builder or as an event planner, like you can have everything perfectly planned, but you don't know how much of it is actually going to go according to plan. <laughs> There's a lot of room for things to kind of veer off track, but yeah. I think it's kind of just like having a plan B in mind and sort of knowing what your next course of action is going to be. And then also realizing that it doesn't have to be perfect. And especially for people who are attending an event, a lot of the time they won't notice small things. You will be surprised. Some people who attend the events are very demanding. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, but what do you, why don't you have this for breakfast? Or I couldn't eat anything because I was like, or whatever and you have to know that you don't need to please and everyone especially when the events are free it's yeah. like okay this event happened you know like it doesn't matter if it has food or not like Seriously, the most yeah. important thing is the message if it inspired you or not you know like you, did you get to meet new people or whatever and yeah, there's always gonna be like people who is not pleased but you have to just let that go and and not be bothered by those things yeah small things sure. and just keep going right yeah for sure mm -hmm. so with the events did you feel like was there a sense of competition there as well like other events going on on the same day or just like things for people to choose between no you know mexico city is such a crowded city yeah. so there's people <laughs> for everything no i didn't feel any competition at all i think as i said the, the events are still going on yeah and, and the team still uh, has the same vibrant uh, the same energy to organize the events and the people are still going that's so, awesome yeah did you have a chance to go back like I, i know you you spend most of your winters in mexico have you had a chance to kind of visit one of the events as an attendee you know what i have like i haven't the last time uh, it was there anniversary and they do a very cool um, and yeah. like Christmas parties like I missed it for today oh, so no. yeah I haven't it's been like able a, but I mean another time for team. sure yeah. do you have any advice that you would give to somebody who's an aspiring community builder especially somebody who's maybe thinking of starting a chapter of something like creative mornings or or fuck up nights or you know something that's kind of has that global presence and they're specifically starting a chapter in their city yes of course I think um if you want to start usually If you cannot find the community that you're looking for, it's this is usually how it starts, right? Yeah. Like, okay, I, I wish there there was this in my city. And uh, then you start thinking, oh, maybe I can start it. How am I even going to start? You just start. Yeah. <laughs> That's my advice. You just start. Just reach out to people, ask for help, and you will be surprised. Because a lot of people is, is willing to, to give you advice, to give you mentorship myself, like anytime. That's the best possible advice. That was such a key to me starting Fuck Up Nights. I'm usually such a perfectionist with things that I do. But when I got the license to start Fuck Up Nights, I just kind of went with a brand. I was like, you know what? Like, this is one thing that I actually could fuck up and experiment with and sort of see what happens. And I remember just like starting it when all I had was like a Twitter account and I announced it 
at a bigger event at TechTO in Toronto, but I announced it at that event in front of 700 people. That was probably like my first time public speaking. I was like shaking, so nervous, but I just made this announcement that, hey, like this is what this community is all about and stay tuned. Their first event is coming up in a month and I'm looking for a volunteer team. I'm looking for partners, for speakers. And there was a lot of traction that kind of got made just through that because like you said, people are so willing to help out and Mm -hmm. it's literally all about just like, starting even if you've never done it before and just kind of being willing to learn along the way. Exactly. And and you know what the, the beauty of a, about Creative Mornings is that it just started very small. It was like in the back patio of an office. Like yeah. they just found offices that were willing to open their, their spaces. And it was just like 30 people, the audience. And some chapters now have like the New York chapter is like 800 or something. But some others, they stay small because it's best. Like yeah. the intimacy of the event is just great when they are small you can really connect with the others yeah so don't worry you don't have to be huge right like for sure it's mm -hmm. not a competition you don't have to be like the biggest or the best one and I think you really have to like especially if you're starting a chapter of something you really have to make it unique to your city and not try to kind of imitate what somebody else is doing in their city because it might not work Um, just focus on your goal right like exactly and the creative morning's goal is to inspire others you know like through these talks but Whatever your goal is, it's not important if it's just like for a few people, then more people or you're going to grow as you go. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I'm really excited to shift gears here a little bit and talk about your journey to Toronto. Mm -hmm. So you left this incredible life behind in Mexico. You had your your family, all your friends, this amazing community that you've built. What was it that brought you and your husband to Toronto? What did that decision look like and why did you guys end up here? Yeah, well, as I said, I lived in Canada before and I instantly, like, I fell in love with Canada. I really love the spirit of you know everything here yeah. <laughs> it's great <laughs> and um a lot of our family lives in the states and uh we were thinking about my maybe going there but we just decided to skip that <laughs> and just jump over awesome. to to the north and uh, we're loving it we came here uh, primarily because we were uh, like trying to expand the market of our business and just grow the company here and just also five months pregnant and uh, we thought it was going to be a great environment for our baby to grow up in a more like a multicultural place and we're loving it so far that's amazing yeah that was that, I feel like that's such a unique part of your journey like immigrating to a different country is already it's it's such a big step and it's it's a risk for a lot of people but for you it was kind of amplified by the fact that you were five months pregnant and like shortly after arriving to Toronto um, you became a first-time mom that was your first baby as well so what did that experience look like like how did you kind of like balance all of that with still running your business with kind of trying to like find your footing here in the city I know um, it's, what was it it's like? for sure been a challenge <laughs> a challenge in yeah. a couple of years but um, it's all part of the exciting things right they are always challenging and scary yeah. but yeah I think I was very lucky to be here and um, pregnant and everything because um, I mean 
but the baby is it's healthy and he was born in a great yeah. hospital everything was great here so the minute I was in Toronto I knew that I had to find my community right like Absolutely. I had to find friends and I had to find people who was going through the same things that I was going through like with motherhood and everything so I started looking I started like going to places, like going to events, like the ones we just mentioned. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just started to, to meet people like you. And it's been great. Like I have found really great friends, really great communities. I, I am part of a mom community that is called uh, Toronto Downtown Moms. Nice. And like I swear, I couldn't have <laughs> gone through my first years without them. We all help each other and everything. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. And also like creating mornings here and... Uh, I'm part of Make Lemonade, which is a co-working space for women. And it's, yeah, I, I love, love their I love it. Yeah, I just love going to work there. Becoming a mom, did it change the way that you see community? Did that sort of like shift in your mind? Did it become more important to you in any ways? Oh my God, yes. Being a new mom is hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's very hard, Marsha. <laughs> and um, you really need support when, when you're going through those first months and As I said, I, I couldn't have done it without them because meeting other people that's going through the same um, hard times as you and and saying, you know what, this is happening to me too. Like, it's so important to find your tribe in, in the depending on the stage that you are living, right? Like, sure. if you're a teenager, yeah. you're going to find people that is of your interest, right? Like, depending on your life stage. But uh, for me, the, those moms are really vital for me. <laughs> I know. That's amazing. I'm so glad that you were able to connect with that community and that Toronto even has like thriving communities like mm -hmm. that, specifically for moms. Mm -hmm. That's so awesome. And also like working moms, right? Yes. Yeah, for sure. So when you first came to Toronto, you kind of had to start from scratch to create your professional network, but more so personal network. So aside from the mom groups, how did you go about actually meeting new friends and kind of like establishing yourself here in the city? You know, uh, <laughs> I, I think I'm, I'm pretty social person. You are, My husband sure, said, yeah. like, she talks to flies. <laughs> But um, yeah, just going to events, like whatever you like to do and just talking to other people and just finding the ones that really resonate with you and mm -hmm. your values or whatever. Do you have a way that you kind of like choose your people? Like, do you have certain qualities that you look for in friends or is it more of just the feeling or kind of a combination? Well, you know what, Marsha, I have found it's definitely uh, instantly when you know, like there is a connection with somebody. Yeah. But I have found and I have learned in my life that you can actually make friends with people that doesn't think like you, right? Like, For sure, okay, yeah. they have other preferences or like it happens a lot with your childhood friends when you grow and you feel like, oh, I, I grew apart from them because they are not doing the things that I'm doing, but I still love them, you know? So I think I have met a lot of people like, and I just respect who they are and how they are. And I just know if I can hang out with them yeah. or not, right? Like you're always going to have your favorites, but just be open to... For sure. Yeah. I think I approach it in a really similar way. I think I have sort of a core group of friends that I'm like very tight with. We have like an established friendship. Some of them are from high school, some from university. But then through, especially like as a community builder, like through Fuck Up Nights, I meet so many amazing people through it. Like the speakers that I bring out to the events, people from my team, people that come through to the events as, the, as part of the community. I've met really amazing people through there who've like some of them have actually become pretty close friends as well. 
and they come from all different walks of life. And Mm -hmm. it's like you said, like you just you can feel a connection and then it doesn't matter if you're totally different and you're in totally different industries or walks Mm -hmm. of life. You can always find some kind of common ground if there's that connection and if there's that sort of like common curiosity to learn from each other and understand where the person is coming from. So I think once somebody is a community builder, they're kind of always a community builder and you're always going to have new ideas for things that you want to start. So you were recently inspired to start your own community called Let Go Moms. What's that all about and what are you trying to achieve with it? Let Go Moms is a joyful community for moms who just want to let go of anything that is uh, stressing them or like just let go of the worries or the endless tasks of being a mother yeah. <laughs> and just have fun and uh, specifically through workouts. Okay, dance workouts with babies. Love so uh, when I was looking for like uh, ways to exercise with the baby, because you, you have nobody to leave the baby to, you have to bring it with you everywhere. And so I was looking for dance classes. I've been a dancer my whole life and I couldn't find it. There are some salsa classes like (laughs) sort of a little bit too slow or like you have to carry the baby all the time and that's exhausting and so I was like no 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 this is not what I want I want more like a Zumba style reggaeton class you know like just fun just jumping and releasing endorphins and and I couldn't find it so I just started <laughs> like I've never been a dance teacher before but I have a lot of experience yeah you have such and a great background yeah dance. I'm still like going to educate myself here at an amazing academy but I just started is focus on the moms yeah just the baby is there and they love the music and they are dancing and they are playing with each other but it is focus on the mom and it's, it is a re- actual workout like you really work out you're not just like moving or playing with the baby you are working yeah. out and, and they look really fast paced like I've I've been following <laughs> your page on Instagram and it's really amazing like the, the music is so upbeat and it it looks actually challenging and I know you've said to me before like there's similar things but they're kind of really slow paced yeah. and like this... or, or they are always focused on the baby yeah. and, and you know like there are a lot of music classes for babies but this time like it's for the mom we really need those moments like to really do something for us and just have fun and just jump and I always say like let go of your hair bands because we're gonna do crazy hair moves we're gonna laugh we're gonna scream and we're just gonna leave everything here like all all the stress and I think it's really working out great like the moms love it so yeah, it started like that, dance workouts for moms and babies. And of course, with my Latin uh, input, <laughs> like my Latin twist to that. it. That's and awesome. yeah, it just ended up growing as a, like a support community. That's amazing. That's such a great initiative. And I feel like there's so much opportunity for it to grow and potentially take it in different directions or sort of just keep it to the classes. I think the sky's the limit for you. I think you can do a lot of online shareable content as well. But it's such an amazing 
amazing thing that you started and I'm sure it's already helped so many moms and you're just getting started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm super excited about it and I hope it really helps whoever. Like you can even call me if you don't have a baby, <laughs> if you just want to dance it out. <laughs> I love yeah. it. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> what has the community sense of been like um, from those classes? Do, do you feel like the moms kind of stick around a little bit afterwards? Have you seen sort of a sense of community fostered between the people that are coming to the classes? Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They always want to hang out for <laughs> for more time. We, we even have to say like, <laughs> we need to go. But uh, we always go to have a coffee. So on the first class, Marsha, the, there was one girl that was like, who wants a drink? I'm going to the pub downstairs. And we, we actually did. I <laughs> we love went. that. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have fun. to, you almost have to like provide that for people, even with fuck up nights, like at the end of each event, like we also have to leave the space by a certain time. But now we've started picking a bar that's in the area. Mm-hmm. And it's really, it's like a low pressure thing. Like we don't even call it an after party or anything. We just have a slide that says continue the conversation. Cool. And then we I just, dire- yeah, we just direct people. Like if you want to go here to continue your conversation, yes. like don't feel like it just has to end because we have to leave the space and people really like it. Like we, we get quite a few people that can, like come out, some of the speakers come out, our team That's comes cool. out. Yeah, It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Once they start talking to each other, they they cannot stop. Yeah, (laughs) and that's amazing. It's like, that's so rewarding to see as a community builder, because a lot of the time, like those people wouldn't have met in any other way. And it's Mm -hmm. like, what you're doing kind of brings those people together. So it's Mm -hmm. it's so nice to see. So my last question for you is, what does community mean to you? Belonging, Marsha. I think community is, it's all about finding people who you have something in common with. It's just I think that is the simplest of definitions, but the sense of belonging is very important because sometimes you cannot find that feeling in your family or you cannot find it even with your friends and you just have to look for it. And you have to know that there is so many communities that are ready to welcome you. And if they, and you cannot find it, you have to make it as, yeah. as we did. But also there's even a community called like for shy people's parties or something it's here it's <laughs> oh, adorable I, have, it's like, I, I think I've seen that as well or I like introvert it. parties or something yes, yeah part- something like that like I just loved it that, oh my god like this is great you know like there's there is a community for everyone there really is but I love what you said because yeah like I think you have to like find your community but then also if you're really interested in something very niche and you're not finding something that's meeting your needs there's no reason why you can't start it yourself that's that's such amazing advice that you had at the beginning too like if you have that kind of idea like don't overthink it don't get too bogged down just start and kind of learn along the way and see what works yeah and also like communities are global you can just meet people from everywhere like anywhere and open your uh, possibilities right like for meeting friends or even clients or anything Mm -hmm. for sure I think a lot of our conversation was kind of focused on in-person communities but I think it's really great to have a balance of both and kind of belong to some online communities where you can chat about specific things but also having that element where you're meeting people in person I think it's so key it's so super special yes yeah yes I had such a great time chatting with Mara today, and I really hope that you learned as much as I did from this episode. You can learn more about Mara and connect with her at marareyes.com, and you can learn more about her community, Let Go Moms, on Instagram at Let Go Moms. Thanks for tuning in to Create Community, a podcast where I chat with incredible community builders to define what community truly means. You can check out the series on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you normally listen. 
Please remember to subscribe and leave us a rating and review. I'd really love to hear your feedback. You can also follow us on Instagram at createcommunitypod or check out our website at createcommunitypod.com for updates. Once again, I'm Marsha Drucker, your host, signing off. A huge thank you to Origins Media House for producing this series. You can find them at originsmediahouse.com, where house is spelled H-A-U-S, or on LinkedIn and Instagram at Origins Media House, and Twitter at Origins Media. 